James Ellis. May 1st, 2014, it's the Watt from Pedro show. <laughs> Thank 
Uh, for Pedro Show, happy May Day, brother Matt. Yeah. Back in the Pedro Zone after being away for nine weeks. Yeah, you had an awesome, awesome tour. I was missing you uh, big time. Yeah, it was uh, 56 gigs, 59 days. Damn. Uh, let's see, 18 in France, six in Spain, two in Portugal, three in Italy, one in Slovenia, one in Croatia, one in Serbia, one in Macedonia, two in Bulgaria, three in Romania, three in Austria, two in Switzerland, one in Belgium, nine in England, and two in Scotland. Cool. Get some new new spots, or yeah, I had never been to uh, Bulgaria before, and played Sofia and Plodiv, and they were happy gigs, good people, good cats. Um, had good, uh, brought Pedro uh, weather around too, which was a interesting thing coming out of uh, end of February, you know. Uh, well, of course, southern France and Spain, they had the warmness. Northern Spain, though, had some rain. But then uh, we had pretty much, uh, it stopped at uh, San Sebastian, the Basque country. Donista, as they say. And uh, you're always worried about weather when you're doing that stuff. Um, we got uh, a virtual guest, and we got a real live guest here, brother. Yeah. Man. Who do you yeah. want to introduce first? Well, James Ellis just walked in the That's house. That's the real good live one. Local oh, Pedro local. action. Yeah. Good to see you again. Thank you. Good to see you guys. But uh, we've got a very special guest right. via From Skype. Colorado, right? Yeah. Via We're Skype. going to Skype because you just moved to Colorado for a special kind of reason, I imagine. But I remember when I went to the Amazon a few years ago. This guy was a big reason why I went. This is Hamilton Souther, our guest, ayahuasca shaman, who's uh, presently in Colorado. Yeah, what Welcome. parts? Welcome, Hamilton. Yeah, thank you very much, guys. Thanks for having me on the show. It's a real pleasure to be here with you. What parts of Colorado are you in? Uh, in the Denver area, just oh, okay. up in the mountains, in the foothills, just outside of Denver. Very cool. So is, is it... Uh, you moved there because of the what Hamilton's been doing is shifting his uh, ayahuasca shaman skills and applying it to medical marijuana and taking this healing globally around the world with the ceremonies online. So seems like Colorado would be a good place to be headquartered for for that. Is it yeah, right? Colorado is Colorado's a beautiful place for it. Um, you know, it's the first state in the nation that has statewide uh, allowed for recreational cannabis use as well as medical cannabis use. And I've started a number of different projects that involve a discipline of shamanism that I call Blue Morpho Cannabis Shamanism. And it utilizes cannabis as a sacred uh, mystical plant and allows somebody to access visionary states of consciousness and do really the same kind of shamanic work that we do in other parts of the world, only now shifting to utilizing cannabis as part of the shamanic ritual. And, and this is the first time that this shift's really been happening, uh, totally on this scale for sure. Absolutely. The practice of mysticism in cannabis has a over 5,000 year history, but the practice of cannabis cannabis and shamanism, which is slightly different to mysticism, um, you know, is really new. And if you, you know, Google online about it, you find very little information. And it's something that I started to get into from my own spiritual awakening that came from using medical cannabis to treat chronic pain. 
And from that, a whole discipline and awareness extending well beyond the ayahuasca work that I've done for over a decade down in the Amazon occurred, allowing me and uh, really a whole new field to be able to express the shamanism and the transformational capacities of it via this discipline. Hamilton, uh, I want to ask you about some stuff. Can we uh, listen to some music first? Oh, sure. Cheers. 
stampede, you damn teeth. Say sun may be a profound nonsense. Some star-filled utterance unselfishly keen. One unfrozen its speed squirts in steel. We can guess why girls in girth on grills free rambling their shambles of meat. Flimsy, floppy twos perking in snows. A light on a twinkling head it thrills. Seed, you ground-up ideas of glee, seem like knots of faces spilled. Wriggling willpower wraps in flare, sparing not a jot or wit or twat of twits. Bump that wrinkly canoe but for fun. Ugh, slobber on slivers of silver plums. Oh, that peach, its squelchy speech, it seeps from seams and asleep, it seems, with dreams of steamy sweet cream. Scrambling up those sleeves we reach, warmer smarm in cars we swarm, our charm upon the marm, she of soft alarm, alarm. Oh, the sweet heat of yards, of gardens, hearten the blossoms, swoon and Bloom such awesome fumes, swelling soon, our upturned faces she grooms, smiling a while, she knows that she riles, piles of guise with fay wiles she plies, freshens trees, windy blown in retreat, blessed leaf, what friends she keeps, paddling in puddles up river we swim, forever akin, with wishes and whims. Ah, plump it glistens enticed. So nice. Like ice it burns, surely bringing life. We share in shimmers, shimmying glimmers, barely glimpsing its dank delight. Deliver a shiver in unending dribbles. Appending the season we undo innuendo. And depend instead on the reasons it rains, pouring low from bulging skies that blow, entwined those times in pleasure and pain, wrap and relax in wrestling matches. Oh, to go on, go in, stay on, stay on, stay on. It's trickling trivia licking convivially. It traps us, perhaps to collapse us, Unable to prey upon or play my strings. One song to sing. Our chorus strays hours past dawn. Ah, so strong, a sweetly lingering thing. As long as we yawn, might again we yearn. Anon and sleep. Watch for Bigo Show. Uh, Heard something, uh, you know what? I forgot to, did I say John Coltrane started the show with the inchworm live? Yeah, 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 we got the inchworm in there. That's why I said 18 French, uh, French <laughs> kids. My memory's going terrible. Anyway, we just heard there, uh, Zero Plus up new from Mount Banana. After that was Chibamato's new album with Emerald Tuesday. And Lallier, one of the cats I toured with in France. Uh, a Belgian band called Emerald Two. Uh, no, he don't. This cat doesn't want to uh, give titles to his songs. 
obviously he's only got a few records. <laughs> Down the road, it's going to be tough. So this was the first track from his first album. Then we're Gigi Allen, the Jabbers doing Unpredictable, Flash Flood from Name the Band, the Brazilian Cats, which is close to where you were, right? That's you were in the Peru part. Peru part, right? yeah. The Amazon. And uh, you know, Tributaries, Eight Bells, and finally, Wild Bromide Fish and Lightning Sang of Seven from Chris Kroger out of Austin. Um, Hamilton with us here, and uh, he's relocated uh, to Colorado to uh, get further down the journey that he got started in as a shaman. You, do you want to explain for the listeners, Hamilton, there, uh, what is shamanism? Yeah, shamanism is a kind of traditional spiritual practices that have been part of traditional and native communities really since the beginning of those native communities. So we're talking a history of, you know, 15, 20,000 years of human evolution and development. And it's really a, a holistic system of beliefs and healing that the shamans of tribes are, are really seen as like medicine men. They're like the doctors of the tribe. So before Western medicine, before doctors, when you would you know, be in a tribe and you would be sick, you would go to the shaman for help and assistance and healing. And they would practice a kind of healing modality that would encompass physicality, like your body if you have physical problems, and then also your spirit or, or your energy. So they'd be treating your, your physical body, they'd be treating your, your spirit or your energy or your psychological problems at the same time. And then depending on the tradition and where you are, it depends on what kind of tools they would use. Uh, most often in the form of different kinds of medicinal plants. And then the traditional definition of a shaman is somebody who has the ability to access non-ordinary states of consciousness, typically via trance states. Once they go into these trance states, they have an ability to have extraordinary communication via either telepathy or mind-melding with what they refer to as spirits, which I refer to as energies. And they have the capacity to then bring back useful healing or useful information for the participants in the ceremony or for the tribe. Okay. And uh, this thing that uh, you mentioned, Awaska, uh, it's, a, it's a medicinal plant? Yeah, ayahuasca is a combination ayahuasca. of medicinal plants. It's a that? visionary plant. How do you spell uh, that, Hamilton? Yeah, it's, it's A-Y-A-H-U-A-S-C-A, ayahuasca. Ayahuasca, okay. And it translates to vine of the spirit or vine of the soul. The plant itself, ayahuasca, is a vine, but in the Amazon it's combined with a number of other visionary plants that, it, that together is created into a tea. So it's a highly, highly concentrated tea, and it's administered by shamans that are called ayahuasqueros, or shamans who specialize in ayahuasca, and they hold trance ceremonies. By Western standards, it's considered a potent hallucinogen, and by local standards, it's considered a very potent visionary plant. What's very special about it is that it takes participants into the spirit world or into spirit realms where through their own unique visionary experiences, they come to realizations or resolutions of problems which could range all the way from physical healing to mental emotional healing to psychosomatic healing. And so there's been quite an uh, increase in popularity of people traveling 
to the indigenous parts of the world where these plants are common and they're used, looking for personal transformation. You know, people are looking to, you know, for instance, transcend depression when they've been told by Western medicine that it's impossible to ever be cured of it. And through ceremonies, people have found the, the capacity to heal themselves. Yeah, very interesting. Now let's play some more music. I've got some other stuff to ask you.
to die And then it'll just be me and you Bob Dylan has had a long life I wonder what he's thinking right now Don't you? Bob Dylan is going to die And then it'll just be me Bob Dylan wandering the beaches of Malibu with a dog called Tog, a camera, a towel, and a Subaru parked in the lot. I loved you a lot. I wondered what Bob Dylan thought.
From Pedro Show, uh, you just heard the ballad of Richie Lee from Spiritualized. Before that was No Number One Fourteen by Stephen McFall, Bob Dylan's Death by Elliot Eidelman. Uh, in front of that was Eighth by Aaron Oppenheim. Before that, Spit Lord Tobacco. And we start off with The Best Intentions by Hooray Matinee, which is a new band. Petra Hayden's in. Oh, cool. Yeah, respect, brother Matt. So. The way you uh, met Hamilton, you uh, you were curious about this ayahuasca. Yeah, for a while. And I figured when the time was right, the right place would appear for me. And I got turned on to this article that was in National Geographic that, from what I understand, is the biggest, most read article ever in all of National Geographic. And it was about Hamilton and his place, Blue Morpho, down there in the Amazon, outside of Iquitos. And so... 
that just hit me that this was going to be the spot because it had the genuine, cool, old-school jungle shamans who that's all they know. They've never been out of the jungle. And that would be great to experience, but I wouldn't really get the whole experience if I went on my own. And Hamilton yeah. was one of them. He uh, to reach the ranks he has is um, uh, he has amazing shaman status, okay. and he's totally a California guy. So he, I could relate to him being the bridge between, you know. So I would I felt like I'd get more out of it that way. Yeah, and it was awesome. And How'd you find through, Hamilton? It was through this article. Through that article, yeah. So then I just did my homework different different places, reading back and. Uh, um, that ended up uh, being the initial thing that sparked me going there. And the girl who wrote the article was there when I was down there, too, so I ended up meeting her as well. Wow. Uh, so back to you, Hamilton. When did you start first start going down there? Uh, my first adventure was in 2001. Well, I went based on a calling that I had had. I started having visions in, in the visions... I was communicated with and told that I would go to Peru and in Peru I would find shamans that were basically waiting to train me and I thought it was you know crazy right I thought it was impossible I thought this is this there's no way this could actually be true like prophetic dreams and stuff like that so I went down there just to to check it out to see if it would even be possible and sure enough all of the visions all came true I found myself deep in the Amazon and within my first three months of being there, I was living there. And then I lived there straight, you know, for the next 11 years. Criminy. You mean just from a dream? Yeah, absolutely. From okay. dreams and from uh, visions that I was having during the day. It was all spontaneous. It wasn't through the ingestion of anything. It wasn't anything I had a background in. I had just graduated from college. wasn't really sure what I was going to do with my life. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I, I have this, you know, strong calling. I have to go to the Amazon. Right. And so I ended up going, like I said, I ended up going down there, but mostly thinking nothing was going to happen. But instead, all of the visions I had came true, and I found these elders out in the middle of nowhere in the forest. I mean, 24 hours overland travel from the nearest town, the city of Iquitos, that you could fly into. And I participated in my first ceremony out there. And in the visions that I had in the ceremony, yeah. it was clear that I had to stay right there. Okay. I needed to be there in the forest. And the most amazing thing was that right there was the last house of a little community of about 50 people. And upriver, there were no inhabitants. It was uninhabited jungle for six days before you got to the Peruvian-Brazilian border. And in the visions, I was told I had to live there. Right. So I'm sitting there okay. thinking, like, how, how am I going to live there? I'm this white guy from California. Yeah. How am I going to end up now living in the jungle? And then that just started, you know, really a, a cascade of events that ended up having me get a small plot of land and build my own house with my own hands. You know, learn how to make a canoe, learn how to fish, learn how to live off the land in the forest and then ultimately learn the shamanic arts. And the elders help you with that, right? Yeah, the elders did. Uh, that location where I was told I needed to stay turned out to be 400 yards from the house of the, the, you know, really the most powerful and renowned shaman in the area who's now passed away, but his name was Julio Jarena Pinedo, and at the time was 85 years old. And after about a year to a year and a half being down there, he finally accepted me as an apprentice. Wow. 
Well, in the meantime, you were learning how to hunt and building your pad. Yeah, I was learning how to live down there, you know. Now, I, now, everything's different. You have to learn how to walk again. Yeah, did, did people help you with that, or was that like man alone? No, I mean, the locals were there, you know, and I quickly made friends with people, and I just told them really from, like, the most humble place I could. I said, look, you know, you got to treat me like a child. You know, there are a bunch, there are a lot of kids in, in the area, so is there teaching them how to use a machete? I would jump in. When they would teach them how to paddle a canoe, I would jump in, you know, and and point at things and learn their dialect and language and little by little amass the vocabulary to be able to communicate with everybody, you know, and so the, the people were really friendly and really, really kind to me. Wow, that's, that's incredible. I mean, is there a lot of outsiders who come out and, and do stuff like that, or was yours a rare case? No, at that time I was, you know, maybe one of three or four others that were in other parts of the forest kind of doing similar things, but, you know, in the last 12 years things have changed dramatically, but at that time, especially in the area of the forest I was, I was the only English-speaking person and definitely the only American, you know, for days. Okay. Okay, so, yeah, you got colonies like church bells. <laughs> I mean, much respect. Much respect to you. Yeah, totally. But, well, like uh, I said, I mean, I didn't expect anything was going to come from it. You know, I thought mostly I would just prove myself wrong. But, you know, fortunately and unfortunately, it, it went the other direction. And it all worked out. Yeah, it's got this kingdom down there, Blue Morpho. Blue Morpho. Yeah. You know what's trippy about that? There's a Blue Morpho on the wall right there. No, but there's a there's a adventure of Jack Flanders. Right. Yeah, that's yeah, a blue called the Blue Morpho. Right, yes, yeah, so I think he uh he must have been down there. He might have taken a trip <laughs> down there, Meatball Fulton. You know about this guy, he's been making mind movies since the early seventies. Okay. He lit ZBS Media, he lives it was a commune in upstate New York. And he started oh. making these mind movies. And one of the more recent adventures, this cat named Jack Flanders, he goes through all these trips. And one of them was the Blue Morpho. And so that just lit something off in my head when I heard you say <laughs> that. It's the name of a butterfly, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's the name of the largest butterfly in the world and in the Amazon. It has, you know, a six-inch wingspan with brilliant blue uh, wings. And it's got it was one a great, in the box here. Great, yeah, a great symbol for you know what we were doing, which is really about transforming you know, life transformation, yeah, right? Right. You know, going through different evolutionary stages of life. Yeah. Well, what are the caterpillars like? Are they blue? No, the the caterpillars are uh, man. They're really interesting. They're they're kind of creamish in color, wow. and but the, on their backs they yeah. have uh, they have the pattern of the butterfly wings that go all the way down their backs. Oh, wow. They're long, they're big, they're about the size of your index finger. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's amazing. And they're just, they, that's the only place they live is that area. Yeah, in the Amazon. Yeah, right. So transformationally speaking, the Blue Morpho is going through some changes right now. Oh, and we're about to go through a change, brother, man. We're cool. the, at the end Perfect of the first transition. hour of the... May Day 2014 edition of Watford Pedro Show with uh, Shaman Hamilton in there as our guest, Mr. James Ellis. Hold tight for uh, hour two. Uh, May Day 2014, it's the second hour of Watford Pedro Show. I'm getting ready to say, fuck you. 
doesn't matter. My apologies never get through to you. You say I did this all to you? Your rage is worth more than me to you. I'm not sure how I ruined your life. You say I'm the one twisting the knife? I must be a lot smarter than you say I am. To pull off such a spiteful and devastating scam. Make it stop growling and gritting your teeth I'm losing interest, I've got my own needs The blisters on my patience are starting to bleed I'm losing interest, I've got my own needs The blisters on my patience are starting to bleed When are you going to stop bringing that up? Blisters on my patience are beginning to pop. You say I did this all to you? These blisters on my patience are your creation. It's always a one-way conversation with you. Sarcasm trumps reason with you. trouble here. But I'm getting ready to say fuck you. I don't need to reconcile with you. You're deaf, dumb, and blind of the things I've done for you. You say that I let you down. You're gonna hold on to that until we
fucking taser boulevard. You'll see the benefaction. Lots and lots of tree lion streets. I got to feel it. I'm going to change my name under Catch a lonely bull center in tow. Catch a four o'clock bull in tow. Catch that bull by the toe. Smack a friendly town called Smite. Smite the baddest pimp. Friendly holy
Live from Pedro Show, start the second hour off with uh, Bucky Pope and Easy Company doing I Did This to You. Then Suburbs with Black Leather Stick, that goes way back. These cats were torn in a VW bus. I saw them at the other mask. And uh, I can't imagine that. 55 horsepower motor. Lights, Hum, and Signal by Kel Johansson. That's got me and Kay playing on it. By the way, uh, we do Dose Gig, first Dose Gig in a year. All right. Saturday more part. Tomorrow I play with Second Man and Harold. Cool. Here at Bidra, 8 o'clock. Then uh, Bernie Worrell, speaking of organ yeah. players. Bernie Worrell Orchestra with Get Your Hands Off. The Burning Flag with Portal after that. Changed my name from the Lemon Limes. That's Kevin. He's the cousin of a uh, guy who used to sing for the Zeros. And Three Thirds, Weeping Willow. Three Thirds is uh, Heather's new band. Oh, cool. Heather Lockheed. Right, yeah. Yeah, they want to come on the show. And then finally, uh, Talia with Solo Musica doing Wistful Wednesday. I know it's Thursday, but. Oh, yeah. It's not Mercury's today, Talia. <laughs> uh, back on with Hamilton. We're going to get into the uh, this Morpho. What's up with the uh, Morphin of the Morpho? Yeah, so, so yeah, really righteous lodge, this little. Paradise carved out, big old swimming hole, cool yeah. eyes. But now they're they're upgrading and doing more services. So yeah, I think that's just starting up now, right? Yeah, we're uh, we're going to change location and we're going to start working with an, another lodge. And so we're going to be handling all of the shamanism and ceremonies. And the lodge that we're going to be partnering with is going to handle all of the different kinds of jungle adventure tourism. And so our guests will be able to really get the best of both worlds. They'll get the, you know, world-class professional shamanism that they've come to expect from us. And then they're going to get the same from the lodge in terms of bilingual guides and hikes that they can take, canoeing, uh, chances to, you know, see pink river dolphins, bird watching, prana fishing, that kind of stuff. So what's the idea of the lodges? When you went down there, Brother Matt, you went to a lodge... Yeah, so it's like, because uh, you're out in the jungle, basically. There's, yeah. there's no hotel, so that they just set it up like you get the huts. Some, some are more elaborate than others. Um, but, uh, yeah, so... so Is it's this near Hamilton's of, pad that he built? Um, the first one you built, this one you kind of incorporated it with the one that was existing, right? Yeah, I mean, the first one that I built was, you know, 10 years ago. And then in 2005, we moved to the current location where we are, mm. which is where the Blue Morpho Lodge is. It's an hour outside of the city of Iquitos. So you can get there by bus. And it's on 180 acres of private reserve. And it really is like a, a lodge or a resort that you would come to, but really built around the idea of the shamanic practices that we do in the ayahuasca ceremonies. Okay. And you're talking about this new lodge. It's going to have something that's not really connected to the shamanism, but it's con- uh, connected to the environment? Or well, it has both. I mean, what yeah. we're doing is partnering with a lodge that does uh, jungle tourism, and then we're bringing the shamanism to it. So our groups will come with us, and then we'll go to this lodge and stay there, and, and you know they'll handle the accommodations and stuff like that. We'll still do the same ceremonies like we always have. In a week-long group with us, we do five ceremonies. And so we'll continue doing all the ceremonial work as always, but we're just expanding the, uh, you know, the activities that we offer during the day for our clients. Okay. Brother Matt, your first ceremony. Mm-hmm. You want to talk about that? 
the first ceremony, it, it was kind of scary, you know, because um, you're not sure what you're getting into. Um, the first one, the Don Alberto, the other shaman, he said that probably it would take a few ceremonies to really get effects because I had done, uh, I'd say I had a, a, a wide variety of drug experiences. So it would take a while to get things flowing, probably. So the first ceremony, it was like I, I, I it was pretty mellow, mellower than I thought. Had some good purging, though. And I remember just seeing all like a, like a trail of ants came out. It started like crawling all over me. And uh, but they were neon. They were really beautiful, bitching. And I figured that they were kind of loosening up the nuts and bolts that he said it was going to take a while, a couple of ceremonies probably to get things going. And so uh, so the next ceremony, when I went up, and uh, so the shaman pours you to think the, the amount that he thinks that you should have, unless you want more or less. It's tea. Yeah. And so I said, I'll take whatever you think is the right amount, and then just a little bit more. Because I, I felt like I wanted to hurry up the process. Um, I didn't want to have to wait se- several ceremonies to start getting it if I was going to be there for five. So I figured yeah. these these righteous ants loosened up the rusty parts and got things ready to work on. Yeah. And then the next night I got my ass kicked by this voodoo tiki booga booga dude with billions of snakes. And it was scary as hell. And, uh, but it was kind of, <laughs> It's just saying thank you, thank you every time puking because it's like you're getting rid of some something in there that got to come out. Yeah, yeah, some kind of, kind of purging of uh, your history, your bunk energies. Yeah. Um, and then the third one was the most beautiful, one of the most beautiful things of my life it was like I was laid out in this planter bed, um, but it was like hospital kind of, and all the plants uh, were the doctors and nurses, and there's like a praying mantis kind of doctor at the top and they were so beautiful and loving and kind dropping dew drops and flower petals like it was a kind of like an alien thing but it, they just worked on me for the entire trip hours I don't know what they were doing but it was beautiful and sweet um, so yeah that was basically the progression for like uh, my my experiences doing the ceremonies down there yeah now it's Hamilton kind of he was a Jedi, man. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> he was like, like a little heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got yeah. the life rope. Or he's, life, he's, the life he's, rope. He's totally real. And the bitching thing with what he's doing. the little string the, tied around your waist. You get the Sharkapas shaking yeah. them at you and, uh, and uh, the big old jungle cigars. And then uh, he's singing the Icaros, man. And he, he, would, he would rock the Icaros, too, which I could see how that leads into musical interests. But uh, then at the end, you're just like spent. You've been puking and shitting and just having this wild, mind-blowing experience. And then he'll bust out some Pink Floyd lyrics at the end of the Icaro, like, shine on, you crazy diamond. Whoa. So, <laughs> that was much appreciated. <laughs> or like busting out little jokes in the middle of the thing, like what you get when you, you cross a brown chicken and a brown cow. What's that? Tell them. Brown chicken, brown cow. Brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, figure, I figure it's intense enough as it is. 
you know, and so a little bit of humor tossed in there and a little bit of something that we can relate to, you know, some lyrics from some music that we connect with. All of it is welcome in, in our ceremonies. I mean, you just heard him, you know, describing some of the visionary experiences. Yeah. And when he's talking about a praying mantis doctor in dew drops, you know, for someone who hasn't had the experience, they're saying that's really far out. You know, like, what, right. what is that, right? So I like to try and bring it home, you know, to something that we can all relate to at different times in the night. And just say, you know, hey, this is different and sometimes a little freaky, but we're getting out of it what we came for and we can have some fun with it, too. What about that second night where you had the scary stuff? That actually turned out to be a good thing, I think, because that voodoo tiki man, I think his name's Remo Caspi. Um, and that was the spirit of, of one of the things, the bark, I think. And uh, it takes out dark energy, you know, so it was really a major part of the purging, I guess. Purge. He, was, he was kicking my ass. He was kicking the shit out of me. Yeah. Um, literally. Um is that a pretty decent interpretation? That's what I made it mean. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not sure I would use the same language, but yeah, yeah. I think, yeah there's two components the to the healing process right, right, down there. Right. One is the purge, and the the basic belief system is that your body and your mind and your heart and you know is all made up of energy, and you accumulate energy through your life and especially in our you know normal daily lives up here we don't really have a good way to get rid of the stuff that we no longer want to hold on to okay you know like just like the bad stuff in your past that you just want to be done with but it's so like it's in faster. you know and you, you don't know how to get rid of it well these plants come in and they just strip it right out of you and when it comes out it ends up coming out physically so there's often vomiting or you know, defecation associated with it. I mean, our ceremony house has toilets that are private, right? It's not like you're, you know, sitting there in the middle of everybody having that happen. But That's really a pleasure, you know, too, having real bathrooms in that type of situation. Yeah, not exactly. I mean, it's a comfortable place to do your business in a, in a way that you're familiar with. You know, and then, and but that, that part of the process, when the dark stuff's coming out, it can get dark, right? I mean, it's, sure. it's like a night, it can be kind of like a nightmare, um, but the whole idea is that you come out on the other side of it into a beautiful place, which was exemplified perfectly with Matt's description of the next ceremony where, you know, all of a sudden it's all beautiful and there's all of this stuff that we call medicine, like those dew drops and the petals of the flowers that are coming into your vision. And then that's the part that's really like putting you all back together. And then, you know, afterwards, you know, after you go through that whole process, you just feel lighter and cleaner and you know, you feel like your head's back on straight and you're thinking clearly again and you feel like you're not carrying that weight of the accumulation of your life with you. Sure. Well, we're going to get uh, purified now with some spin cycle from Brother Matt. I've been waiting nine weeks. Cool. It's going to have like a heavy Hamilton influence here. Absolutely. Starting off with some source uh, description. So, drink the shift. Source is a new form of entertainment that raises consciousness by introducing shamanism to modern music. We fuse the ancient mystical arts of shamanic trance with modern beats and electronic dance music, hip-hop, rock, and pop to create a transcendental listening experience. Shamans are the masters of trance. For thousands of years, they have used trance to heal, exercise demons, guide civilizations, and travel the universe out of body. 
Master shamans guide trance through sound and vocalizations. They receive from the mystical worlds sacred medicine songs or chants called ikaros. <laughs> Master shamans use ikaros to heal, change states of consciousness, open awareness, and bring people into direct communion with spirits and energies and beings well beyond the physical realm. It opens up astral planes of consciousness that allows people to travel out of body and be carried into higher and stronger states of trance beyond all recognition of the normal physical reality and total integration in the spiritual realms. During deep trances, the master shaman uses ikaros to guide people through life-transforming experiences. Their worthiness of these sacred songs is tested by the spirit world, where apprentices are held in trance for weeks at a time. I was blessed to train with renowned master shamans Alberto Torres Davila and Julio Jarena Pinedo. Over the past 12 years, I have guided thousands of people in over a thousand traditional Amazonian trance ceremonies. Master shamans push apprentices to the brink of death. They take an apprentice and they put him into trance states for weeks at a time. And during that time, they are tested with all different kinds of beings and experiences that shatter their psyche, shatter their minds, and make them rebuild and regroup and transcend and continue to learn. In one of my own experiences, Julio came up to me after I had been in trance for over a week. And he said to me, now you're going to be tested with the magic of poisonous snakes. I had no idea what he was talking about, but when I left the house and walked outside, it became clear. Snakes came from everywhere. Everywhere I walked, there were poisonous snakes. The only thing that could ward away these beings from biting you and killing you, physical snakes with real poison, was the Ikaro. You had to sing the Ikaro that I had learned from Julio to be able to ward off these snakes and to transcend fear to be able to continue to survive and push forward through the experience. In 2006, National Geographic published an article written by Kira Selleck about her encounter with Hamilton in the Amazon jungle. In the article, she describes how her trance work with Hamilton resulted in her being completely cured of a lifelong depression. After the release of these articles, masses of people traveled to the Amazon to meet Hamilton and to participate in his trance ceremonies. This resulted in amazing testimonials from people describing transcendental experiences as well as mental and physical healing, including cancer, Lyme disease, phobias, and blindness. This last year, I collaborated on a track produced by Paul Oakenfold titled Diamonds in the Sky. This track merges Amazonian ikaros with traditional trance beats. On a number of occasions, I have performed the track with Paul to crowds of over 5,000. The response has been phenomenal. Diamonds in the sky. Source is the future of entertainment. In a live performance, the audience will not only experience incredible music, but be taken on a journey of transcendental consciousness. Only trained shamans can perform this kind of music and guide these experiences. Each show is unique and channeled live. The audience will be transported into authentic mystical healing states as they enjoy a captivating live performance. These journeys are incredibly positive and life-changing. It is time for music to take its next evolution and be led by master shamans. Source is the next step. You can't take my light. I'm still 
gunshot smoking I steams I turns a bullet in my brain Woke me up in the middle of nowhere Smoking gun needle in my vein
Designed to liberate and elevate your mind from its domestic state. So there's no time to waste with these fools and fakes. Come on, people, stand up, stand strong, and break the, the, the chain. Come on, stand up and join us. Or you can stay in the gutter. People, stand up and join us. Stand up, stand up, stand up. Come on, stand up and join us. Cause only you got the power. People, stand up and
tunes in there. Yeah, that last one was something from a guy, Hugh and Hughes. Provided your inspiration, motivation, and composition of your flow. Yeah, let's say we got the the Hamilton influence there. Yeah. Um, Got a little sampling from Shaman X and Modern Shamans, which uh, is a couple projects that he's doing. More than influence. Is he involved? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Modern Sean was one of the singers. So Tell us about that, Hamilton. Well, after a lot of years down in the jungle, you know, we use sound as the way of guiding the different kinds of trances. And so uh, I got the idea that we could put those same kind of influences into music and turn music into a ceremonial experience that would help us raise consciousness. And so I moved back up to the States, which is what brought me from the Amazon back to the States to pursue the Source Music Project. And uh, my partners and I in it created uh, three different acts. One is Inti, which is electronic dance music. And I'm a co-producer, singer-songwriter, and vocalist. And it's electronic dance music. And then Modern Shamans is a rock band. And I co-write the songs, and I'm the vocalist, the lead vocalist in it. And then another... uh, artist, a hip-hop artist called Shamanix is a shaman that I trained, and he writes all of the, you know, the verses to the hip-hop songs, and we compose the, the tracks, we produce them ourselves, and uh, work on the choruses together, and um, depending on the chorus, I either sing the chants or I sing part of the choruses. How far back do you go with music? Uh, you know, I never studied music. It was something that was always a passion of mine growing up. I listened to a ton of music, really all different kinds of genres. And I started getting into music really via the ceremonies. And as Matt was saying, you know, in the ceremonies, my singing style started to take on its own life. And uh, people started to come up to me and they said, you know, you know, you could do you could do music, not just not just these ceremonies. And I first kind of shrugged it off and then after a while it just got in deeper and I uh, you know met some people over the years that were musicians that could help me understand the composition a little bit better and then I just got into songwriting. Was there a tradition of music there in the jungle there, when you found it? Yeah well, I mean in the ceremonies they have kind of their own tradition of music yeah, what's which are that called like? Ikaros are a a kind of chanting and uh, light percussion uh, accompanies it. It's it's really hard to explain with words. It's much easier just to do some. If you want, I could just sing you guys an Ikaro, and then it would make more sense. Cool. Is it like mantras? Is there flutes? When I'm thinking Uh, of Peru, I'm thinking of flutes. Usually there's percussion instruments, kind of like rattles or drums, or a thing called a shakapa, which is a leaf instrument that uh, gives kind of a sound like that. Yeah, bust one out. So percussion, yeah. You can flow the music like that. We'd love to play it on the show. No, he'll get, he'll yeah. bust a, a car right now for you. Oh, you got it right now? Yeah, I can sing one right now for you if you sing want. Sing it. All right. 
Hamilton, we're at the end of the second hour of May Day 2014 edition of from Pedro Show. Hold tight for hour three. May Day 2014's third hour of the Watt from Pedro Show.
from Pedro Show. Starting off hour three with billions of comrades doing altars. Then we heard a couple things from Italy. Uh, Rewild with What Did You Say? Get Off My Back. And the ghost of the saber-toothed type. No, they ain't from Italy. That's Sean Lennon. <laughs> Moth to a Flame. Oh, yeah, because there was an Italian band, uh, this lady guitarist called Moth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember her? Yes, Sarah. Sarah, that's Yeah, she's righteous. By the way, in Wales, uh, when I was in Exeter, a lady came from Wales named Bobo Barefoot. Oh, yeah. brought yeah. some ales from her native Welsh oh, cool. to us. Yeah, we did those taste tests that time she people. shipped them out. And brownies, she too. She said to say hi. Cool, cool. And uh, also, there were some cats from Cornwall. And... Uh, Maybe that's where she was from. She yeah, was she's Cornwall. from Cornwall. Yeah. These other cats were Welsh, but it's across the river uh, or something. And he, but the Cornwall dudes, that's the accent that Robert Newton used oh, to, right, for right. pirate yeah. talk. Yeah, that's why he's the patron saint. Hamilton, our guest. Look, I know about successes like Brother Matt here, but have you ever had failures? Well, how would you define failure? Well, like Brother Matt is a success. This ayahuasca therapy has purged and made him a better man. Is that anything? Has it worked for everyone? I, that's a tough, tough question to answer. The reality of it is that it's not for everybody. And if you're a good candidate to participate in the ceremony, then you have a really good chance of having a positive outcome. But the most important thing is knowing first whether or not you're a good candidate. For everybody who has come to our groups and has stayed with us through the whole group and has participated in all the ceremonies, from my understanding over the last 12 years, everybody has had a positive outcome. Wow, that's a pretty good percentage. Yeah, in our group there was somebody, she she hated every single day until she was done, then she loved it. Um, Yeah, so she got through whatever she had to get through. But it... No wine yeah, before man. it's time, right? <laughs> the thing to understand is that the experience is very extreme. And yeah. so you have to be up for it. You know, I mean, just sure. based off of the stuff that Matt said, it gives a, a tiny little sample of how extreme it can get. And if you're not emotionally prepared or you're not, you know, psychologically ready for it, then you could find that it's very difficult. When you are prepared and, it, and you're ready to go to have the experience, then, like I said, you have a very, very high percentage chance of having a positive outcome. And one of the uh, jobs or whatever uh, duties of the shaman is to help with that, right? Absolutely. The, the role of the shaman is guide. Yeah, guide. So the simplest way of thinking it is guide. You know, uh, sure, sure. I used to joke around saying the time between the ingestion of the plants and, and being deep into the ceremony was our commute. You know, we, yeah. we were commuting to our place of work. And it's kind of a foreign concept to think that this sort of otherworldly you know, trance space could be familiar, but, you know, once you've done two, three, four, five hundred journeys, it, it gets pretty familiar, and you know how to guide somebody through that space. Wow, three or four or five hundred, damn. Yeah. Well, well I just had to ask that sense. because, you know, I know Brother Matt got a very positive thing, so automatically my mind think, well, who didn't have a positive? Because mm-hmm. that's... Yeah. There's usually all of you the flip the side. The state conditioning I've been through. Look, we're going to hear some more music, then get back to you, okay, Hamilton? Sounds great. The 
Starting up the count 
Watt from Pedro Show, last music for this edition. Special May Day. It's named after the Haymarket thing, right? Some heavy stuff. People, I think we take a lot of stuff for granted where people had to struggle for a long time, so think about maybe a little bit. Uh, Empty Space by Labor Camp started off. That's uh, Kurt Schellenbach from Hip Driver's new band. Incident in the Tunnel by N1. Yeah, here's some stuff from the, there was some Canadians who came down and played the other night mm. here at Harris. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Incident in Tunnel in the Tunnel from number 123. That's got Sean, great cat. Uh, guys that were traveling in the uh, the boat with them. Uh, Twin Crystals with children. Press faces tore demo from Mormon crosses. Yeah, it's funny, you know. Everybody thinks about Salt Lake City and Mormons. You played there? No. <laughs> you should play there. It's all right. <laughs> I told him. I was telling him about you know some people are born and their parents are Mormons. They didn't pick. Uh-huh. The guy who did the cover of Double Nickels on the Dime, mm-hmm. Danny Don Dalton. Bitch, mm-hmm. Miss Dalton was the librarian. Right. Um, and radio edit from the extract, but uh, that was Canadians that did work there, mm-hmm. but still. Uh, uh, David Gerard and Phil Wyman with Before I Wake, which is kind of transcendental stuff. Kind of, uh, what do you call it, ambient? Okay, yeah. Yeah, because you were talking, Hamilton, about your music projects. Have you ever thought about ambient stuff that don't have words? Yeah, in fact, our next album is going to be ambient. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. So there's something about frequencies, right, and rhythms that can aid in a bet in these experiences. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. It's the frequencies and the rhythms that form the way we guide. Okay. So some truths are kind of beyond words, or are they just other than words? I think people, you know, communicate with sound, and so yeah. there are ways of using sound that transcend language, and music's a perfect example of that. Okay. Uh, finally, Orbit Mike Fry. Mike Fry. Orbit. Hmm. Mike Fry. Orbit is like... A Going around the planet, uh-huh. Mark Fry is going to be free. Uh-huh. Something the Nazis put on the prison camp. Mm-hmm. And that's King Champion Sounds. They're playing Geneva tonight, Dutch band, with an English bass player. Um, Very cool. Brother Matt, you got something you want to discuss? Yeah, with so Hamilton here. Uh, we've pretty much fun. covered covered um, what it took to get to this point uh, musically and shamanistically and now the next step um, getting back to the 420 ceremonies that you just started doing Uh, the first one was on 420 just the other day and uh, taking the healing globally on the internet is kind of a neat new aspect to uh, the way you're doing your work yeah, you know, I came up in development of this cannabis shamanism. I came up with a way of holding a ceremony that could be done globally. And so we can stream it via broadcast. And it's really changing the face of shamanism. Before, you would have to come to the shaman. And now we're able to bring the shamanism to you. And so you can log on through 420ceremony.org. And you get a password and a link to our broadcast channel. And then you can participate in the ceremony from the comfort of your home. And so we did the inaugural ceremony on April 20th. 
and we had over 5,000 views of the ceremony on five continents and over 15 countries. Wow. And we had over 200 positive responses to us of people having authentic personal spiritual experiences with and without the use of cannabis in association with the ceremony. And so this is a philanthropic project of mine that I'm doing for people for free, really as a, a part of a greater movement to raise global consciousness through the intention of love to end conflict within ourselves and hopefully ultimately on, you know, globally on the planet. And so this is something that I'm going to be doing on the 20th of every month. And it's a free ceremony to be able to participate in this global movement of, it's really a love movement to raise consciousness. And then, you know, we ask that people be respectful of the cannabis laws and it's a cannabis friendly event so that, you know, people can use the cannabis as a way of going deeper into the ceremony and to accelerate their trance experience and their shamanistic experience. Cool, but not, it's not a mandatory, though. No, it's not mandatory at all. The whole idea is to get into the trance space. You know, when we get into a state of consciousness where we're all focusing collectively on love, it shifts and, and changes the way we experience our own consciousness and the collective consciousness. And so the cannabis is an aid to the process, but it's not mandatory. Yeah, I thought that first one was very cool. So for people who want to get in on it, they just go to 420ceremony.org? Uh, yeah, 420ceremony.org, yeah, 4, and they just put in their email. And then we broadcast through bluemorphotv.com, B-L-U-E-M-O-R-P-H-O-T-V.com. That's my broadcast channel. And you can also get all of our source music there. It's all downloadable for free. All of this are part of free movements that I'm creating just to really spread the word and to, to show people that these ancient arts are, are part, of, part of our modern life and something that we can still benefit from. Very cool. The vegetal technology. Absolutely. It's the idea of, of sharing uh, plant spirit medicine as well as the raising of consciousness on a global platform. Yeah, speaking of the vegetal technology, uh, I just got back from Optimum Health Institute. That's a that's a place you turned me on to. Yeah, uh, Optimum Health Institute's a, an amazing place. Yeah, it's my fourth trip down there. Excellent. By San Diego. Yeah, yeah. One in Austin too, but that, I've been hitting the San Diego. What are they about? It's like raw food boot camp kind of place. Go detox from uh, all the all the foulness. Uh, yeah, all the foulness that you gather. And uh, there's a lot of people there for a lot of different reasons, but uh, it's really a, a good, healing, healthy place on a lot of different levels. So thanks for turning me on to that. That was an excellent oh, uh, supplement. Excellent supplement getting into the plant technologies. Yeah, healthy living ends up creating a healthy lifestyle, and a healthy lifestyle ends up just creating a better life. I mean, it's it's simple right mm. it's put put good stuff in you and you know live in a way that that feels good to you and you know all of a sudden you're just having a better day i figure plants been here longer than humans and animals so they they probably know a little bit more than us <laughs> <laughs> what threat sure the, the idea first of all that, that plants are are beings you know that they're alive is over the heads of a lot of people but you know the the ancient people have known forever that the plants are medicine mm-hmm what is the biggest threats you think to the, you know, there's this, what's uh, genetic modification? Yeah, GMOs. What do, you, what, what do you think of this, Hamilton? Uh, GMOs, I, I think that, uh, you know, ultimately we're playing with fire and that it's all experimental and nobody knows what's going to happen to people. 
because of it. And so for me, it, it caused a lot of caution. Yeah. You know, I'd recommend eating organically. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder when, you know, there was a law up for vote last year about labeling. And right, it went right. down in California. Yeah. So how do you know what you're eating if it's not labeled? Yeah, I don't think you ever really know unless you grow it yourself. Most of the store stuff is not fit not for to, human consumption. Not to consumption. Like, try to end on a scary <laughs> note, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's well, scary. I, you, know, you know, I figure they label everything. Why they don't have to label that is over my head. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it just seems to have a hint of a power play involved. I, mm. I could be wrong. So then uh, you just make like a special appearances then down at the, the Amazon Blue Morpho spot? Yeah, I go down to Blue Morpho about uh, six times a year. Uh-huh. And then the rest of the time I'm up here pursuing the new projects. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah, so again, for everybody who's interested to uh, check out 420ceremony.org and bluemorphotv.com. And you guys you know, out there can participate. And uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So it's an opportunity to have a new experience and to, uh, you know, see if this is something that can help benefit your lifestyle. Very cool. Yeah, absolutely. I want to thank you very much, Hamilton. Well, I appreciate you guys giving me the time to share the message and be a part of your show. It's a real honor. Yeah, yeah great having you on. Here are our 14th anniversary. I think it was Secret of Miles, so we're a couple yeah. days ahead. Yeah. But it's Same week. Year around yeah, there. pretty close. Brother Matt's been bitching all these years doing the show with you. Yeah, it has. I tell you, it's an incredible thing. Amazing. People, you can always go to TWFPS.com, and we've got all the old shows uh, archived. Uh, James, we didn't get a chance to really talk with you. Oh, Mike, it's okay. I'm here. <laughs> okay. And, uh, yeah, what a wealth of information I've been listening to. You're just it's a, just been awesome. A listener cool. today, but we appreciate you bringing yeah, glad you yourself and Part of the San Pedro spirit. Yeah, sounds like Pedro in the background. <laughs> I'm gonna play in Pedro tomorrow, uh, more part Saturday. Uh, very interesting though, brother Matt. Thank you so much for having uh, Hamilton aboard. Uh, yeah, it's 4:20 right now. Speaking of, uh... what do you think? <laughs> Great time to end the show, people. Thank you, Hamilton. It's been the May 1st, 2014 edition of the Watt from Pedro show. Everybody, keep your powder, powder dry. dry.